podcast we got matt we've got damon how's it going matt it's good damon how are you it's warm and what's funny is we were talking before we came onto the pod about temperature out there like you had plus eight today and i was like i don't know if it's that warm out because i'd gotten a slurpee today and you asked me if it was warm and i said i don't think so but then i looked at the temperature and it was minus four which is warm for here right now so yeah yeah it was it was eight here today it was Mm. nice First day I've had to undo my jacket walking home and uh Tim's flip-flops and, and take off my hat, no no mitts, you know. It was it was a nice walk home today from work. I bet. Yeah. Really so, nice. So we got lots to kind of get into. Uh some Star Wars news. Um, our top five, which uh, we've decided to go with lightsaber colors and the meanings behind them. And then of course, episode five of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, reviewing that we also discovered or you more so pointed out that uh, this is going to be the first time as we get finishing up with mando in two more weeks or not mando sorry uh, boba fett that we're going to be when book of, or when bad batch and everything else releases obi-wan that will be like caught up and ready to go did they announce the the date for bad batch because i've heard that it was kind of being pushed off and I don't know what the, what the deal Uh, was with that. I don't think they've announced it, but I've heard the rumor is that it's going to be released at the same time as last year, which I thought was on. Oh, here uh, you go. The fourth. Here you go. The second season. Now I'm going to, I'm going to confirm this because we need to make sure it looks like it is not going to be happening. um, May the 4th. I, I see here August the 5th, but then it August also says fifth. Wow. See, that says 2021 though. So I, oh, yeah, obviously that go. doesn't make sense. No, I got one from, Oh, was it bad batch season two was announced on August 5th and we'll premiere. And did, okay. So that's what I'm reading, but they don't have a, a, an actual release date. This is from four days ago. It's from inverse.com. And uh, it looks like season two is supposed to arrive in spring, but the release date could be in jeopardy. And I'm thinking it's been changed. It says, yeah, I wonder if that's a good idea because the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is going to be just so huge. Yeah. And so get that out of the way, not so much out of the way, but like get it finished up and then move on. Yeah. You know, what would be smart is if the bad bat showed up in Obi-Wan show. 
Oof. Even if it's just a little bit. Small cameo. Even if it's just Rekka. Rekka. Or maybe Omega, you know, maybe Omega would be huge. Like we got to like Omega's got to be a big deal. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I think that would be smart. I don't mind them delaying it, but I want them to give me Obi-Wan. I want to be able to watch a new Star Wars thing on May the 4th, right? Like, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars needs to put something, not just like something, but something fucking awesome. Right. Like this is Star Wars Day. Everybody knows it's May the 4th now is Star Wars Day, right? Like almost everybody. And we can't like I get oh, see, I'm still torn on the whole Obi-Wan thing being released on the 25th because that is the anniversary when we first meet Obi-Wan when no Star fair. Wars released back in what 1977. So I get it. But come on. <laughs> you don't need to that's like that's not a number many people stick to. It's May the fourth. Yeah, so I mean, that's cool. If it was like, what is it? Uh, it's the 45th anniversary. I'm like, that's cool, but 45th is not like the coolest anniversary. Right. So, you know, on the 50th one, hell yeah. But you yep. know what? They should drop two big friggin' things on both those days. I agree. You know, two big things in whatever year that is, five years from now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They can do it. They have the time to plan for it to happen like that right now. They could make it happen, no problem. New Star Disney, Wars. if you listen to our stuff, you know, if anybody <laughs> from Disney listens to our stuff, let us know and yeah, come so, on the podcast. So, That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about the 45th anniversary. Like to be honest, I wasn't alive then, so it's not as big a deal for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. But even still, like um, 45, but like uh, I didn't go to the theater the to see it. It's cool. Yeah. I didn't go to the theater to see it though, so it's yeah. not like you know. I was there when Star Wars happened for the first time. You know, like. <laughs> uh, some quick news to get out of here before we get into our top five. Uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga that drops April the fifth, so we are just on just under a month away. Finally, getting the full nine movies. They've released, I guess, the do- the download content that's going to come with it. All the characters that you can download and pay extra for because video games these days mm-hmm. um coming out on april the 5th launch day mando season one characters mando and grogu though grogu is unplayable which mm. makes sense yeah i'd be yeah we don't know what he's gonna do yet either, yeah right? like oh yeah. i can stop a rhinoceros <laughs> yeah right but um you should be an item you yes. can like whip out of your back pocket and like grogu something and yeah can just <laughs> um, Grief Karga, Cara Dune, IG Eleven, and Kuehl. So those are the Ooh. those are the Kuehl. The who's um, that? He um. Oh, I remember Kuehl? I want to say, yes, you do. He's in the first. He's like the um. Oh, why am I drawing a blank on him? That's gonna bug me. Spell it. K U I L. Or I I L, cool cool. It was um the who who played him too. He's an Ugnot. Uh, it was not Gary Busey, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte played him. Is he the red guy? No, he's not red. He's the short little Ugnot. 
Oh, the uh, it is. I have spoken. I have spoken. Yes. Okay. I, so yes, I was trying to yes. remember his memorable spoken. line. I have spoken. Go. Yes. So he's okay. going to be a playable character. Um, and then solo Star Wars story characters will be Young Han, Chewie, Lando, Kira, Tobias Beckett, and Enfy's Nest. I'm actually shocked that Woody Harrelson's character isn't going to be a part of that. That's cool. Like it's well, that's weird. Tobias gets in there. Hmm. Okay, uh, and then on April the nineteenth, classic characters packed: Luke, Leia, Han, Darth Vader, Lando. Uh, and then Rogue One characters on that nineteenth date: Star Wars story, Jin, Bodhi, Cassian, K two S O, Chirrut, Baz, and Director Krennic. And these are all people with episodes. These are all you can play or whatever. I I think it's just playable characters. Okay. Not necessarily scenarios or anything like that. You'll just be able to take them in and, and play. Uh, And then on, on May the 4th, they're dropping the trooper pack, which is death trooper incinerator. um, And just a regular Stormtrooper. I'm guessing uh, Imperial shore trooper and a Mimban Stormtrooper. And then the one with like the veil. I think so. Like, yes. And then, uh, and then that same date of May the 4th, you get uh, season two Mando characters, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, Fennec Shan, and Moff Gideon. And then also the Bad Batch with Hunter, Hunter, Rekka, Tech, Crosshair, and Echo. And for some reason, Omega's not a part of that pack. I'm Which, not. Yeah. Okay. I guess weird, there's something. But we don't know enough about it, though. Where we maybe we're gonna see some stuff in Obi Wan. Like maybe they're. I don't know. I hope so. Usually they don't. They're smart about. Is she even in any of the DLC? No. Oh. Okay. Well. So maybe can no, always I don't just know. add more. Add more later. I'm sure there's they will. Still, there's tons of characters that aren't involved, right? They like um, to make money, so. Yep. And you can get the classic Obi Wan, like. Episode four Obi Wan by just pre-ordering the game, but I I don't know I'm I, I'm concerned because I've played I've played all the games. I guess they didn't really do um, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, but they did do Force Awakens, and I've played every other game. Mm-hmm. So why? I guess they're adding voices now. To the Lego game, so that's different. It'll be maybe a little bit more complete, mm-hmm. but it would have been nice if they thrown um, Rogue One and Han in there as well. To yeah, I, was really hope- I was really hoping they get their own scenarios. Yeah, I know I that not. would be cool. Like their own little story would have been cool. You play through the really timeline. Cool. I've never played a Lego Star Wars game. Oh no, or a Lego they game, are a lot period, of fun. Actually, they are a lot of fun. Are they really? Yeah, they are. They're they're fun. And as long as like I know once they started doing the Marvel ones, they started adding voices into it. It wasn't just like Lego characters, you go and you do your thing and you're done. Like they mm-hmm. actually had scenarios and, and cutscenes and all that kind of stuff. And it made it just made it a little more crisp and fun and all that kind of stuff. So like I'm sure this game is gonna be a blast. Mm. And to get to play through all the scenarios again in the in the original trilogy, but also the prequels. And to see what they do for the um, sequel trilogy, 
which could it could be a lot of fun. Like there's like we've talked about lots. The sequel trilogy is a beautiful trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like it is gorgeous to watch. Maybe not a whole lot of fun to watch, but eh. It's fun. It's just not good storytelling. Yeah. Or it's not like what I expected, what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another piece of news, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is rumored to be replacing Gina Carano's Cara Dune character with a new female character for Mando season three and just do away with Cara Dune. Dara Coon. Dara Coon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Winston she was the huntress in the birds of prey movie or the heart of the conflict. If you, if you can't place her. Huntress. Did you watch, did you watch that Harley Quinn? I think I did. Like you and McGregor trying to as, think as the black. Yeah. Guys. Oh yeah. He's the, he's, he's awesome. Really creep, creepy dude. Yeah. He's awesome. Right? Oh yeah. He's great. Okay. I know you, I don't remember her. She is the, uh, she's got the, the crossbow crossbow chick anyway she like she can play a badass character so it'll be interesting to see what they do and i'm I'm, like they got to stay away from bringing a jedi in as a a main character they don't need to do that with mando but uh when we get into this episode of mando or of book of boba slash mando (laughs) (laughs) um i have some interesting thoughts on where they're going to go for season three Mm -hmm. so we'll get into that afterwards all right I'm down. Uh, any other news that you can think of? I, I didn't really find okay. any. I wasn't looking too hard either. I didn't. I don't have think a lot there was. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there is a ton of stuff. Seeing as how like we're we're getting closer to May the fourth, I think that's when they're going to start releasing a lot more information. Yeah. On soon, yeah. Soon we're gonna we're have we're gonna have announcements of upcoming announcements. Yeah. Exactly. About, about May the fourth. So. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny yeah um i will say this though if you've seen any of the uh the star wars cruise it like it is crazy expensive <laughs> oh yeah is this like that twenty thousand dollar like um the galactic star a Cruiser, room or something it costs like 2500 per person to experience the imagery world uh created by george lucas Apparently, you can walk around, talk to robots, meet famous characters, um, and it's all—it's all like basically, it's one big cosplay kind of thing. That's pretty expensive. Yeah, twenty-five hundred bucks per person. I'm and sorry. how long does it last? I don't know, but is it—is it seven days? <laughs> it's crazy though. Like, if it's seven days, that's not bad. I guess it's not great. It's not great, but it's. And is it all inclusive? That's a big thing. I I would assume so. I don't know. If you're going, so here, here you go. This is in Florida, so that's that's good. (laughs) Visitors buy a entry ticket. Blah blah blah. It's a two day imaginary trip. That's pretty expensive. Two days. And that's probably twenty five hundred American. Yes, twenty five hundred American for sure. That, that that'd be like four thousand dollars for us. Two grand a day, almost. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, come yeah. on, man. That's wild. Let's charge the ultra rich, where it won't cost them a cent to come in. But hey, fans of the series, 
which don't yeah. necessarily mean the, the ultra rich. Boom. You can't come. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, well. DA, modern day society. <laughs> modern galactic empire. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, let's get into our top five Star Wars. Uh, top five this week, we went with uh, Star Wars lightsaber colors and their meanings, which are kind of uh, interesting. I like I like that you picked this because this is different, and there's there's all sorts of different lightsaber colors. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I guess I didn't really. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. Did you have it in any particular order or no? Uh, I guess if we're going with their meanings, I do. Okay, go for it. And I actually left off green because I didn't put the meaning on because I didn't okay. really, I just put like the color. Like if I had a lightsaber, these are the colors I would want to have. Okay. Um, but if we do meaning, like I would take off my yellow one and I would add the green one. Okay. Well, what we can do, we can do whatever. But anyway, I like the yellow one. I think it's cool. It's for like the Sentinels. Yes. Which I think is neat. They're the ones that have like the balance between the physical and the mental aspect of the force on the light side, I suppose. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. I guess if I was a Jedi, that would kind of be the perfect, right? The, the, the perfect balance, right? Plo you're not, you're not... Plo he had a yellow one? He's got a yellow lightsaber. I didn't realize he had a yellow one. So there you go. That's what this, that's, I, this is pure speculation. This is coming from mystarwarsthoughts.com. <laughs> so whatever that means... Keep it with a grain of salt. It's just somebody's blog page, basically. But we'll take it. He's got to get it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one was, yeah, yellow Jedi Sentinels. Um, basically protectors of the forest, protectors of the Jedi Temple. I thought that. I thought it was cool. And I kept, actually, I kept green off as well because of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what's your second? Uh, purple. Oh, okay. Um, I think purple's cool. I didn't really know what purple meant. Uh, so the one that I looked up, purple said that it was kind of like uh, somebody who is like undecided in the force, kind of. So like they, um, you know, purple is a combination of red and blue. Yes. So you're like the physical side of the light side and you've got some of the, the dark side tendencies and that kind of like when we think of purple, we think of Mace Windu. Um, mm-hmm. And like he was known to use the dark side of the force in his fighting stance. Um, so I think that's kind of neat. I've also heard that, yeah, because it is that combination of color of red and blue, it's um, somebody that's, you know, undecisive. Or well, you haven't you've, chosen a side. Really. Yeah, you've yeah. got Mace Windu on the light side and in the extended universe, Mary Jade Skywalker had a, blue, a purple lightsaber as well. And she was on the dark side of it until she turned. So I like, I like that. Those are two major characters. Hmm. And here it says Jedi who use both light and dark side techniques and use an aggressive style, which would match exactly what you said with Mace Windu, right? That color was my number three. Okay. So what's, what's your number three? My number oh, three no, is- I got to go. I guess I got to go. Because I got to drop my number four, which was blue. That's my number three. Yeah. So we just flip. Uh, yeah. I love the blue lightsaber color because A, Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character. Um, Jedi Guardians who 
are are using more of the force the physical the, side of no, the, the physical the physical side is with, is with green no that was the mind the spiritual ones i think we might have it backwards or this guy has it backwards that guy might have it backwards i thought i thought blue you think, because like, anakin has blue but so does obi-wan yeah but obi-wan's a, the best fighter he beats everybody i guess that's true you know he's not very wise doesn't think he should be on the council you know like uh, you know what i mean like he's okay he's he's got a blue lightsaber he's definitely on the physical side of the force like he excels in the physical side of the physical domain you are correct Um, and then yoda who is more mindful yes more of their lightsaber skill than their force abilities okay you're right it's yoda who's more mindful luke gets a green one after he's become a master qui-gon gets a green one yeah you're right you're right. I have it backwards. So my bad. Which means this guy has it backwards too. They're more like <laughs> the sages or the scholars or whatever you want to call the them. Jedi. Yeah, consulars. Yeah, who prefer negotiation but have strong force abilities. Yeah. See, that's why Obi Wan, like, even though he was called a negotiator, like he always ended up in the fight. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's your what's your number three? My number three was blue. Oh, it was blue, right? Okay. Um, so my number two is white. Oh, um, I think that's pr- it's pretty cool that it's like a purified bled kyber crystal. So, you know, I think I, I really like the idea of, <clears throat> of being in balance with the force. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, um, purifying something that was um, imbalanced, like a red kyber crystal. Uh, it's pretty cool, and plus, I think the white saber looks would be really cool. I don't know if I, they have it, if it's called a white saber, but it should like a dark saber and a white saber. Yeah, instead of a lightsaber. <laughs> I like it too, and and like I I found another, I guess meaning it's off of Pinterest, but that it says <laughs> like users are neutral between Jedi and Sith, but still are incredibly loyal to the faction that they deem worthy. So like you look at Ahsoka, she, she's a Jedi. Let's not pretend that she's not a Jedi, but she doesn't uh, associate herself with the Jedi because she walked away from them. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I just, I like that idea of that neutral, but she is so much more than just neutral. Mm -hmm. Like to think that she's neutral is silly, but um and then on the other scale, it's it's they say gray, but it's white. It's Terra Sanube, the old Jedi who uses his cane as a lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah. And the 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 meaning is like calm and clear, used by those who remain calm and focused on the living force, which would exactly be Terra Sanube, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that one. My number my number two is the dark saber, actually. <laughs> so complete opposite of yours, which of course is the Mandalorian, I guess, creation from pre Vizsla, not pre Vizsla, but uh, who was it? Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla. Tar. Tar Vizsla, who um, created it, and he was a Mandalorian Jedi, mm-hmm. which we'll hear. Which a I want to see. Actually. Yeah. I really want to see that story. That sounds so friggin' cool. It does. Like, like come a on. Mandalorian Jedi, Jesus Christ, what a weapon. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, well, like seriously, though. You put like, you put like that, but also think of like you don't need the, anything else. You need I your agree. rocket pack. You need your rocket pack. And boom. And that's um, it. That's all you need. Your rocket pack. 
there was also like a um not a, a sand in your uh, armor sand people jedi as well mm-hmm. which is like i would love to totally see that story mm-hmm. which uh sharad het was his name and he ended up I, like he used to be he was a jedi on the count i don't know if he was on the council but um he was jedi knight during the clone uh, more so pre-clone wars but um he was known throughout the ranks and then he ended up um something happened that destroyed his home world and he exiled himself to Tatooine and then became a warlord of a tribe of Tusken Raiders. <laughs> like, come on. And then his son would be Asherod Het. And he actually, this is all, of course, extended universe. He ended up becoming Darth Krayt, which is just a great name for a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. And a Sith Lord from Tatooine, <laughs> no less. Like it's, I, I, I'd love to see that story. And he's human, so it gives credence to uh, Sand people not necessarily being all alien. This guy had a dark saber. Uh, he didn't have a dark saber, but I'm, I'm just using We're on a tangent. Of, <laughs> on a tangent, going into the weeds because you had mentioned you want to see the story of the Mandalorian. Oh, like uh, yeah. Tar Vizsla, right? Like that would be a really cool story to see. And I'm flipping it and being like, oh, the Sand People, like Jedi as well, it would be a really cool story to see. Mm. That's all I was going with there. <laughs> but my, totally off my, topic. My number one was the Dark Saber. Yeah, I would. Um, so yeah, you, it is just it. the coolest. But I don't, I don't know what is, uh, you know, the how it gives it the darkness. You know, well, like, just, is it just it's interacting cool. with the, is it just the Beskar interaction? Like, is it the dark? Like it alters the flow of light of the crystal. Uh, I don't think there's a reason why that's, it's, it's got a dark color. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, it looks like a, a planar rift. I don't know why, but that just looks so cool. I always love those things in games. You know, you just like open up a rift, chop through something. Um, it's just the coolest looking weapon I've, uh, in Star Wars to me. Mm. My favorite, I'm going off, kind of going off on this one, um, the cyan colored lightsaber. The cyan color? Yeah. Oh, like I, the light blue. Yeah. The, it's like a, I don't, I, I, I don't know how this you is your would, favorite. It's like a green blue or a blue greeny. It's a bright blue. Yeah. A, I a lighter, love brighter it. blue. Yeah. I love it. Like every video game. That has lightsabers and you can construct your own lightsaber. If that color is in it, that's the one I'm taking. It's almost like Luke's Anakin's lightsaber in episode four. When you first see it, it's, it's just lighter. It's not as hard blue as it is in episode Mm. five. I know what you mean, but uh, there is, it'd be like a sky blue. Yeah. Whereas like uh, another, a normal blue lightsaber is like uh like a, 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 I don't know, a royal blue. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very similar. I agree. And I was looking around and I did find a meaning for it. Apparently, Cal Kestis is a cyan lightsaber wielder, as well as in Legends, Mitra Surik, who is the Jedi exile, who you play as in the second Knights of the Old Republic game. So you can either be, it's in, in canon, canon, like, I guess, Legends. 
the character is actually female. Mm-hmm. And in the game, though, you can you can pick between being a male and a female. So I like, but that character had it, and it's uh, apparently it's like a calming or peaceful color that is associated with peace. Mm. But it's a weapon, mm. <laughs> so take that for what it is. But that's to me, that's my favorite color. I like that they say Cal Kestis wields it because he wields like every color. Yeah, you pick whatever game, you want. You pick whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I guess when you when when you start, no, that's not true. When you start off as a Padawan and you're seeing the flashbacks, he's got the sign colored lightsaber. Does he? I think so. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. But that's but that's. But you do get to choose every color. Yes, you absolutely <laughs> do. <laughs> um, so that's that's my top five. Did you have any? <laughs> I have an honorable mention and it's red. Yeah, mine um, would have been red too. Just because I don't know if I really want to bleed, do what I need to do to bleed a kyber crystal. Otherwise, I think it's cool. You don't like the idea of the bleeding? Well, it's just evil, right? It is evil. Right? So, I mean, <laughs> it's I don't know very if I wanna... evil. I like the dark side, but the dark side doesn't have to be evil to me, right? The Sith are, are, are oh, evil you're, you're, dark side oh, users. You're playing the devil's advocate. <laughs> the, the Sith, like the Sith, are like evil dark side users. Right? Yeah, you could use the dark side and be benevolent. I think. Um, yes, so, of course, because dark side, like you, you look at it. There is there is sympathy sympathy for dark side users. Yeah, for sure. The um, dark side users are always like the blinded tyrants of history that but they're like, you know I mean? and then of like, course you do get the the flat out evil one sidious most yeah of but them. even <laughs> he tries to be benevolent like he does think he's doing the right thing but it's his vision of the universe right yeah like he's like this is my vision and i you're not part of it <laughs> bye i'm blowing your planet that's true right it's the smithereens so like he does have <laughs> literally right like literally oh your planet's in the way of my vision see ya on death star later that's not just pure evil i don't know what it is yeah that's totally evil right (laughs) um but you could you could be a dark side user and be benevolent i think i'd say i would almost say darth vader uh he's he's done some evil things you know the killing the young killing the children you know I was, I I don't think that's like for me, like I think about that a lot for some reason. I don't know why, you know, but I'm just like, I wonder, like, I think about it more than I probably should. Like, okay, when you say you think about it, how are you thinking about this? Like, are you sitting there with a big smile on your face? No, I'm thinking, like, how can this guy just kill the children? Like, that's such a big step. Well, you know what I mean? Swing. And like, he like goes it wasn't being... just one, it was like all of them, right? <laughs> you know, so well, not all of them, but a lot of them, right? The the, the 501st definitely killed our, their fair share as well. That full um, room of children. You know, who knows how many Anakin killed, but even he probably even one. Like, that's just so okay. Can we be dark? Like, I mean, well, the, the that's pun, not even that's know? not even the first time he killed kids either. No, like, right. He kills all the sand about. people, right? <laughs> yeah. He kills all the sand people. And so he'd I do mean, it again. He's, he's evil, right? Um, okay, I'll get, I'll get away with the sympathetic on that one. Sometimes he's evil. Other times he's not. Other times he's indifferent, which is also kind That's of That's bad. Evil. That's worse. Kind of evil, yeah. Like, I think when he becomes Darth Vader, he becomes indifferent. Um, you know, up until then, he's actually very passionate. 
Yeah. Once he becomes Darth Vader, he's not passionate anymore. He's cold. Yeah, the destruction of the Sand People was out of necessity. Well, Eh, I don't think so. Because he could easily save his mom without killing them. Right? He could easily force push them away and taken his mom and gotten her home without killing anybody, which is what he should have done. Right? But 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 she died in his arms. But she died. Right, and, and so, so like was, he can't control himself. It doesn't matter at that point. He, it was he all controlled himself or not. If what you do is bad, you're bad, right? Yeah, like it was bad. Um, you know that's bad. Uh, doesn't matter if he can control himself or not. He's have bad. We, have you we know? ever talked like, about Padme's response to to him coming back and being redeem, like, "I killed them all." Yeah. It's pretty hard to redeem yourself for that. Like stuff, red flags, right? lady. Yeah, but you know, maybe, maybe she's racist. <laughs> you know, maybe she's sand, sand people, right? Oh. And she's like, "Oh, I get it. They're primitive savages." You know, like imagine if that was Padme's answer. <laughs> like Luke they, and Leia, your parents were terrible. Imagine that they're perfect match for one another. Oh my god! No, but Padme wouldn't say that. <laughs> But like, yeah. So, so like, <laughs> it's just like crazy. Are we seriously trying to redeem Anakin and his killing no. kids? Okay, good. No, we're not. Um, um, <laughs> there you but go. But yeah, no. I think about stuff like that. I think it's hilarious. Like, how can he do this stuff? How does everybody just like okay? You know? Well, how does he like? My biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from it is he was like literally a day before his mind frame was, "I love these little kids, and I love that they're." becoming jedi and and all that like not maybe not so much love like hey kids question everything but at the same time like there was no hate in his heart for any of those children no none of them and then a day later palpatine tells him to go to the jedi temple and wipe them all out (laughs) yeah and anakin opens that door master the only kid to call matt to call anakin a master looks at him and goes Master, Master Skywalker. Skywalker. There's too many of them. Whatever she would, would you do? call me? Yeah. <laughs> and butchers them all. Uh, so here's the only thing that I can think of. Like if I'm if I'm putting myself in Anakin's shoes, this is the only reason why I can do it. And it's that the amount <laughs> he's of... laughing as he's ready to say it. No, I'm not laughing. I'm okay. actually picking an eyelash out of my eye. It's okay, really okay. annoying. But like the amount that uh like my feelings amplify my power in the force. Yes. Right. Like, so if I do something that is so incredibly traumatic to myself, yeah. imagine the amount of power I will get from that. Yeah. Right. Um, because he can draw on that pain and suffering. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And he can feel terrible about it. Yeah. But then that feeling will make him powerful and he can harness that feeling in the dark side. That's like the only reason why I can justify it for Anakin. And it's like, by doing this, I'll be able to save, you know, the empire, my new empire, you know? I think you're looking into it too deep. I think Anakin was standing outside that door and he was like, he was like, okay, I got to do this. I got to think back to a place where I've gone really dark before. Sam people sounds in the background, kids getting butchered by Anakin and the door opens and he's like, sand people is all he sees in there. (laughs) Just make it simple. Goes in, butchers them all, sits down on a table, 
he's sitting there and he's like, ah, ah, ah. and then he sees like a picture of a Padme next to him. And he just looks at her and he goes, they're all savages and walks out of the room. <laughs> Anakin, what have you done? You yeah, poor I bastard. I just don't feel like he, like, that's the only, I, don't, I can't see him doing that. <laughs> I see that like eating him apart. Oh, I'm sure Certainly. it did. Because, like, afterwards, in, you know, episode three, like, he's sitting there and he's butchered all of the separatists. He's crying. Yeah. He knows what he's done is faux pas. It's naughty. Naughty business. But, like, look at it. Then his eyes turn yellow. Yep. Right? And so he's he's figured out that his pain turns into power. Right? It's, it's like when suffering. he gets... It's like the emperor says to him, it's like, I can feel your anger. It gives yeah. you focus, right? Yep. Um, so like, this is just another way for him to learn how to harness his power in the force. City it's the only reason I can think of. City is but. digging those claws in deeper. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to the book of Boba Fett review. Episode five of the Mandalore. I mean, Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, this, this, <laughs> I don't know what to say. This was not uh, a Mandalorian episode. You no. don't even see him once in the show. You mean Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Did yes, I say this Mandalorian was definitely again? a Mandalorian episode. That's all the show is about. <laughs> I'm, I'm all backwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so confusing. What is happening in this episode? But uh, a fantastic episode, nonetheless. Yes. And it's important. Maybe misplaced in the storytelling, but amazing. Um, I don't think this belonged in the book of Boba Fett this episode. I, I agree. And the, the only reason it gets tied into it is the very end when Fennec Shan comes out. Yes. Which we'll get to. But um, this could have been a two hour special dropped on Star sure. Wars Day if they had yeah. nothing to drop. Seriously. Made this you're, longer. You're right. It could have been Mando so far, a Star Wars story. Here's you know? how Mando ends up coming back to Boba Fett. Yeah, to defend. That'd be so cool. Like right? this, would, you don't even need this in the book of Boba Fett. I agree. But this episode was a banger. <laughs> it was, it was definitely a, a wizard. Yeah, it was, it was wizard. definitely wizard. Um, I absolutely love the opening. Mando walking out from the curtains, and then you hear the flute, Woo-hoo! like or whatever it is. I I'm doing wild wild west sounds. Yeah, but um, the bullshitting from the target that he's hunting is is hilarious. I like when he land, he puts down the uh, um, the puck and you see yeah. the, the face and he looks and he's that, that doesn't look even like look like me. <laughs> <laughs> and and Matt is like, okay, we yeah. can either do this the easy way or the hard way. Yeah, which is fun. We get to hear it. Uh, the the dark the saber lights spear up. over his shoulder. Oh, I yep. like the spear over his shoulder. I do. That too. was cool. You we see it in the silhouette. Yep. We, we don't, don't get, get to see, see enough longer, spear. Though. I know we don't get enough spear. I wish there was a lot more spear. Um, that was cool. I like when he lights the dark saber because you're like, oh shit, it's about to get real here. Um, but the apparent heaviness of it is interesting. Yeah, and like we have no idea why. It. He's dragging it like it's a 50 pound sword. Well, he cuts like half it's... his leg off. Yeah, well, he <laughs> like, cuts into a big chunk. Yeah, big slice of leg goes missing, and I like that because yeah, it's cool. It gives gravity to the use of a lightsaber, like. Yeah. Like this he's untrained with it. This ain't a toy that everybody can just pick up and use. Like Han Solo, yeah. I like his use of it in Episode Five when he yes. cuts into the Tauntaun, and that's it, right? It's like like he's lucky it was else. pointing the right way. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> he's he's at least seen it in some sort of action, but I like it. I like that the Mando injures himself. And the fact that he's injured and he's still taking out all of these thugs is hilarious. And I love the heaviness of the lightsaber as well, because Mm -hmm. he chops a bunch of guys in half. Oh yeah. It's brutal. Which is awesome. awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like like, he slices like butter. Oh, like a hot knife through butter even faster. It's aggressive. It's not like, it is. It's not like it's like some sort of like, Oh, what a, what a, what a crisp move or something like that. Yeah. Like there's one point where he just swings it and cuts like meat in half. Cause they're in a, like a big meat yeah. locker cuts a bunch of slabs of meat in half. And one of the, one of the guards. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up stabbing uh, the target who falls back onto a table. And then he comes back overhand, chop through the table. <laughs> and the in half. Yeah. That's wild. Like, it's just like I don't think we've even seen Mando like this before. Like I don't remember seeing him so savage. You know, you, but, like when he's with his blaster, it's clean. I agree, right? like, and I don't. Do, do. You know, like is savage the right word here? It's so violent. It's super violent, but like I think it does, it's, it's because more violent of the heaviness than it, of the saber than anything else. It's not like he's there and he's gone off hinge and he's butchering he, people for the love he, of butchering people. I, I I get that he's just not enjoying it, but he's doing it anyway for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Dark you know saber, I mean? maybe I don't know, but like he it's just called seems, the dark saber for a reason. He just this seems like I don't know desperate. I don't know if it's desperate either. It's just different, right? Maybe. It's far more aggressive because before he's 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 smart, right? Yep. He's not he's not in your face fighting you. Right, he's using all of his gadgetry, all of his weapons. He's staying far back from people. And here he's, he's like, not; he's engaged. Ding, 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 ding. Like, yeah. you know, ten yep. shots, ten kills. You know, he hasn't moved his position, right? And now, now he's fighting like with a sword. And it's maybe it's because he's untrained with it, and it feels like it's fifty pounds or a hundred pounds or however heavy it is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And he's just like, Jesus Christ! I, sh-. you would have thought he would have dropped it and pulled out his blaster to start fighting normal. Um, yeah. But very cool scene. I loved it. Uh, I savage, just, though. It to me, savage. yes. When I when I look at it, it just to me, like I said, it gives gravity to the mm. use of a saber. It's not easy. Yeah, because when we see the Jedi use it, like how nice and clean. It's right? so clean. It's so clean. And here we got this guy who's never used it before, really. And as we get further on into this episode story, we find out that that dark saber could have caused trouble for another character, which we'll get to later on um mando walks through the city sphere that's a neat touch i like the whole idea of what was going on with this big giant sphere that's rolling through the yeah, galaxy like a ring world or something yeah yeah um the awkward Elysium. elevator ride <laughs> yeah he gets into the elevator and this i i don't know was it a pike i can't remember or like the same type of species or whatever he's just standing there and he's like uh mando's holding a bag of head yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and he's he's hurt like you can hear it in his breathing yeah you know his breathing he's starting to limp you can hear it in like when he's talking he lets out like these sighs of pain and stuff yeah well and what's funny too is it's not because of the battle it's because of the cut on his leg yeah he does it to himself yeah it's not like he's fine from the battle he's like hey whatever i'm 
Mando. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn, I cut my leg off. <laughs> um, Mando enters an entertainment portion of the sphere. He uh, comes up to, I guess, his client and asks for his payment and info, which is interesting. He's limping super badly the whole time, which is, again, just showing how badly injured he is. Uh, he gets his information. They keep asking him to like stay for supper, which I was like, like nothing ever comes of it, but it was peculiar to me. Yeah. Maybe they just want to have a reputation. Maybe they think he's interesting and they want to talk to him. It's badass. Is what they have is. another job for him and they want to butter him up for it first. Possibly. Um, he, they're like, he was fast. Wow. That was really fast. Right. Yeah. So, impressive. Yeah. Most impressive. Um, he ends up just saying, nope, I'll go and take this head to somebody else. There's bounty on his head. I'll get more money. And they're like, no, 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 no. Here's your information. Here's your money. Mm-hmm. So he walks off. He follows highlighted images uh, through his. Oh, can his- I pause you? Yeah. There before we go there. So that scene going up the elevator into the room of the party, going out back down the elevator. That's all one take. Oh, was it really? That was one take. It was like a three-minute long one take. That's awesome. There, the camera never cuts for that whole scene. That's cool. Was, yeah, it is really cool. And so, like, when he leaves that elevator, there is, like, a whole crew of people in the background completely changing the scenes behind him as he goes down and up the elevator. Like, when he goes in and out, yeah, like, it's pretty wild. That's That's one take camera guy following him for that whole, like, three minutes that's cool and like i was thinking about it and i'm like you know what this is perfect they don't have to do this very many times if somebody screws up nobody cares because the audio is being dubbed over because it's pedro pascal's voice is doing it and everybody else is talking in alien nobody speaks a word yeah. of english in it um <clears throat> so it was actually pretty smart very cool to do that long scene but like i was listening to the dialogue in it too um and yeah nobody spoke english wow or, or cool. Din, Din Djarin does, but it's dubbed it's over dubbed with Pedro over, yeah. Pascal's voice. And even the alien that... Uh, I guess yeah. I associated it as English, but it was subtitled. So, was. yeah, you're right. It was, yeah. Mm, good call. I like that. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, he's he's leaves the elevator again, and he's walking main quarter of this sphere, and he's seeing he's following highlighted images through his mask kind of like he did in season one yes season one when he went to go find the armor but it was his his covert so he knew exactly where it was but this time he doesn't so he's following it and he ends up finding uh the armor she's kneeling on like a a ledge kind of Mm -hmm. out to space kind of thing and this was the information Mm -hmm. that he got for bringing the head was where to find this armor. yes right yeah yeah so uh, Paz Vizsla greets the Mando. The armor asks what caused his injury. He reveals the dark saber. Uh, Vizsla brings it to the armor, and then we get a quick oh, the history way lever. Lo- yeah, and then when he passes it to Vizsla, it like crosses over his. When he holds it out, you just you see the dark saber, but right behind it is Vizsla's face, right? Oh, okay. And, and you're like, oh damn. Are we gonna? We know gonna that Vizsla, well, because we know about the history of the dark saber with Tar Vizsla. It's Vizsla's clan. It's his ancestor. Yeah. 
And so that's what pre Vizsla wanted in the Clone Wars, right? That's all like he wanted. He had the dark saber. It was his, right? Like it was like he's like this is mine. I'm like, oh damn, something is going to happen between you. Think he wants that dark saber? You know he wants that dark saber. And just as a throw out there, of course, this is John Favreau. Yeah, playing and the Paz. Yeah, and the way he carries it too towards the armor, he's not carrying it with his hand around it yeah he's he's, he's, he's like carrying it like he's presenting yeah like he's holding it like an offering or something you know yes. it was very interesting the way they shot that i was like oh yeah this is if you didn't even know what the dark saber was you would know this means something this means something yeah um quick history lesson we get to find out a little bit more about um Tar Vizsla, we get to find out a little bit more about how this this weapon was made by a Jedi. And it was to bring about not uh, balance, but to bring all the Mandalorian clan, uh, clans together to be that one ruler. Um, she asks where he got it from. He talks about how he defeated, or no, she doesn't ask that. He um, Paz asks that. Yeah. And he says, I, I defeated Moff Gideon. Did you kill him? No, and he's like, should have. <laughs> yeah, and the armor kind of agrees with him. Uh, they ignite. And yeah, he, she's like, we will see, because he says yeah. no. He's like, yeah, no. They were sending Moth off to the Republic for Tribunal. something or other, and they will kill him or something like that. And then she's like, the armor is like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, much. Yeah. Um, Mando rejoins the covert. They ignite a new fire. The armor asks about his Beskar spear. Oh, I wanted to uh, talk about that scene some more. Yeah. Before we go on to the next scene. Absolutely. Um, because like when we hear about the history of Mandalore and uh, the armorer says something along the lines of like, uh, you know, the legend says or blah, 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 that um, if you don't win it, I'm paraphrasing, but if you don't win it, like in battle, you become cursed. Yes. And, and then, I'm wondering if this is like the legend or if this is just Bo-Katan. I think is it's she the first. Is she the first one to get the dark saber without um, earning it? Without earning it? Or is she not the first one? So is be, this, that's the armor, is this the armor is saying, no, like I've F Bo-Katan, she F'd our yes. creed and religion, right? Um, and so now they say it's cursed, right? Or or is it because there was a previous Jedi, a Vizsla, a Vizsla, probably, like, you know, decades or not decades, uh, millennia ago, after Tar Vizsla, that stole the sword or something, or maybe somebody else, he got it somehow, right? Didn't win it honorably in combat, became a false king or whatever, and then Mandalore was destroyed and then rebuilt again? Like, is that, that'd be a cool story. If that's, that's a good question. And so I that do was my question that I thought of. And then I was wondering too, like with, uh, with, with Jin uh, defeating Gideon, like he, no, he won the sword. Like he defeated he him. He did. Um, does that break does, the curse? Well, no. Does um, the creed state that you have to kill the possessor right, of right. the dark saber? Like, do well, you become, do you become the true ruler by killing the previous one? Or do you just have to defeat them in battle? And can you leave them alive? I wonder that like, because like we, we saw with, well, with Maul, he kills pre Vizsla. Yeah. But that's, 
become the leader of Death Watch, not the owner of the Darksaber. Right. Right? Because would, that's their that's their motto in Death Watch, right? Yeah. They power above all or whatever. So right. um that's a good question though, because like we see, but even with this fight that's about to happen, it gets stopped before death occurs. But he By looks like armor. he's going to kill him, right? Yes. Yep. Like he 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 literally can't handle the dark saber. But if he could, he was probably going to chop him in half. Like right? this is my dark has. saber. Yeah. Yeah. But even when when Dejaren gets the advantage and he's got that knife to Paz's throat or whatever, the armorer stops him. Yeah, but we don't know. Like, was he just did he like he would have just killed him if he meant it was if it was to the death, right? You so is think. it holding it there being like, do you yield? And he never even got the chance to say it. Um, mm. and then then that's it. Or is it really done to the death? And he's just hesitating. You know, there's three of us left. If I kill you, there's two. That's a good right. point. Yeah, so, that's a good point. There's um, all these Mandalorian Creed things that I don't know now. That we need to this learn episode. more about. Yeah. And hopefully we'll learn a lot of that stuff in season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Because we it's where do they go in that story? It's got to go to Mandalore. Well, it's going to be all people that are not related to the Mandalorian. And then there's going to be two episodes that are all Mandalorian. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, Mando uh, explains to the armor about uh, the Beskar spear being a gift from the Jedi. Uh, she explains that Beskar is for armor, not weapons. So that's interesting. Mm. Uh, Mando instructs her to make it into armor. Specific armor it's yeah, so um, here's a question about that then yeah. I just, this this episode is just like i have so many notes on there's it. so much like, there's, there's so, so much, much more to there's so much in it right yeah um so you know she says the uh, beskar steel right but only a mandalorian can forge beskar so this was made by a best a mandalorian so why would a mandalorian make a beskar spear if it's forbidden to have a beskar weapon because it can pierce beskar armor more questions i think we're going to need six seasons of the show to answer all. <laughs> I'll take you know? it. As, yeah, long as, as long as the stories are good. I'll yeah, take they it. could put anybody under the armor. And freaking Pablo Pascal probably records his lines in one day. Yep. Like he shows up at the studio. He's like, all right, what are my lines? All right. Okay. Uh, here we go. I'll be home by two. Yep. Right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Make sure you got baby Yoda all fed. We're coming home. Yeah. Um. Good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Co- uh, Mando asks about or asks the armor if he if she knows uh, Bo-Katan. The armor goes into the tale of a tragedy of how her family lost their way, and in doing so, the Mandos lost their world. Yeah. So this harkens back to the curse if you don't win it properly, which Bo-Katan did not. Um, Sabine did. Yes, Sabine won it outright, but then gave it over. So. Was her giving that'll be really interesting with Ahsoka show? Maybe we do get to see Sabine in season three of Mandalorian, it would tie in properly, you would think. Well, does, um, does Sabine win it properly, or does she win it properly after she defeats Gar oh. Saxon? Because it's it's in Maul's cave on uh, not Dathomir. Maul's cave, it's in 
the Night on, Sisters Cave. Yeah, Maul's Cave on Dathomir, right? Or is, is it the old Night Sisters Cave? It's the old Night Sisters. Okay, so he took that over then. And um and so Ezra finds it, right? That's and then right. He, he gives it to Sabine. So Sabine gets it, but then the Sabine wants to give it away. So she gives it to Bo Katan, who then loses it. And Gar Saxon gets it somehow, right? I don't know. Or, no, no, I can't remember how it goes. Gar, Gar Saxon never has it. No, but he is like the symbol of the empire, right? And yeah. so she has to beat him in one-on-one combat. Yeah, and she somehow, does. And she kind of proves that she deserves the Darksaber by doing that, right? Like she defeats the More questions. The Imperial faction of the Mandalorians, the traitorous Mandalorians, basically, yeah. right? Like, and then she gives this dark saber to Bo Katan, who takes it, and then the Empire swoops back in and destroys Mandalore. So, is that where the curse comes from? Because Bo Katan, like, if Sabine had kept it, like, and like, you know, how long later does the Empire swoop in and destroy all of Mandalore in the Night of a Thousand Tears? Yeah, right, which we see very soon in the episode. Well, almost Which immediately. Was sweet. Yeah. Yes. It's a very, very next scene. It's actually while they're describing this, right? Yes. Very. And like what's cool about it too is the fact that it's very reminiscent of uh, Terminator. See the droids oh, oh, yeah. killing everything, right? Oh, it's so awesome. It like, is. The, the bombers just carpet bombing the entire surface of Mandalore. And then yep. you've got the K2SO units. Walking through just, and destroying. Like, Terminators. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. That was cool. Um, she, so this is this is an ex- explanation of what happened on Mandalore and the fact that if their sect of Mandalorians weren't on the moon, mm-hmm. that they would have been destroyed along with the rest of Mandalore. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it was by being exiled that they are the last Mandalorians. And they've well, not the last, but they, they set but it up more or less. Yeah, they set up that uh, they're they're their race is like scattered throughout the galaxy. Yeah. There's not very many of them. So this is important because with Mando having the dark saber right now, he is the de facto. What do you like Mandalore? I can bring, to bring them all together. If that's what we're going to see in season three of Mandalorian. Yeah. Which would make a whole lot of sense. And you've got, so now you've got, a couple of different factions pointed in different directions. You've got Mandalorian, you've got Bo-Katan's crew, you've got the armor and, and, and Paz like, and not to mention countless other factions of Mandalorians that Mando's got to bring together now mm-hmm. in order to, I guess, fight for their planet. Yeah. And you or know what? He seems like he would be a good one to do it. You know, nobody knows who the hell he is. He's an amazing fighter. Right. Um, and he won the Darksaber. Well, you know, and he seems to have to this be... weird personable personability where he seems to be able to make friends yes. by just being an asshole. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like but well, he's, he's, like, he's genuine, though. He's set right? up like he's, to be he's... sympathetic, right? Yeah. Like, because he's now he's been tossed out of the Mandalorian faction, which we'll get to in a, in a hot minute. Yeah. Um, so, they get through this tale. Um, the Mando, the armor asks him again what she should forge. And Mando says armor for a specific foundling. Um, she goes into her whole spiel on how like he's now with the Jedi and it, 
uh, Jedi aren't allowed attachments and blah, blah, blah. Mando's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the Mando and armor are training, which is interesting. And it, we see his struggle with the blade as it's just so heavy. And then Paz comes in and challenges Mando. Oh, but yeah, but would we go to the training? Like, I, there's so many things. Like, <laughs> oh, go nuts. I'm going to keep interrupting you. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no. the, uh, the way she's training her yeah. is very similar to like Kanan trained Sabine. Yeah, like, actually, I noticed very that Very similar. Very similar. Which is kind They're of making almost all the same moves. So, like, could Sabine be the armor? Like, honestly, I really do think it could be Sabine. That'd be really cool. You know, I really do think it could be Sabine. You know, she's very crafty. She's knowledgeable. She understands who Jedi are. Um, but Sabine was never part of that creed. But I know, that's the only thing me. that doesn't fit. She's yeah. not part of Death Watch. So, like... I don't understand, like, but it could totally be Sabine. It could be, yeah. The 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 fact that she's not Death Watch makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and and just into the cult of having the, yeah. the your helmets on and never taking them off, like Sabine, <clears throat> we have to see her without her helmet. Yeah, that's she'll have. Will she have colored hair? You know, uh, and she maybe maybe she not. doesn't have her spray painted armor. Like maybe she grows out of that, right? And then she just yeah, you know. Um, that's a great theory, though. I like that. But yeah, it's just not Sabine because she's not part of Death Watch. Paz challenges Mando for the Darksaber, talking about how it was part of his uh, his clan and what? that it's his birthright, I guess, or something he talks about. Uh, they end up fighting Mando while he has the lightsaber, struggles. He loses the lightsaber. Paz picks it up. Paz struggles. Mm-hmm. And Mando ends up winning uh, and getting Paz in a compromising situation. The armorer stops the fight, and this is what we were talking about. And I'm, I'm yeah, like if like if, there's even more in the in the in the fight between them too. Like I was just wondering, like why does the Mandalorian use the dark saber in the fight? It, like I'm guessing it's, it's not. It doesn't it's, have it's, to the be fight the, is there for it. Yeah, but like it's a fight, right? Like you don't yeah. you don't go to a gunfight with a sword you fight to win you fight right so why is he using his weapon that he can hardly even freaking control (laughs) do you know what i mean um i mean somehow he does manage to take off like he cuts paz vizsla's or by vibro blade and his little shield thingy off of him yeah but then he is disarmed with it and then he's helpless um you know because he can't wield the sword very well and as soon as he loses it he's put himself in a disadvantageous situation um, so just like it seems weird that he's chosen to use his sword twice. I agree. You know, like I, I <laughs> he get cut his leg cool. off almost once. Don't get time. me wrong, it is friggin' cool. I love looking at the dark saber. It is my favorite thing in all of Star Wars, pretty much to look at. You know, it's like the seismic bombs are my favorite thing to hear. The dark saber <laughs> is like my favorite thing to look at. I don't know. Is there anything else in Star Wars? There's no like taste, touch, or smell. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but it's so a, like it's a fun scene. It is. It's very cool. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing it. And I'm like, but you know, I'm like, why is he using this? Like, he should recognize that he's a much better fighter. Like, as soon as he loses the dark saber and takes out his knife, he fucking destroys. Yeah. Him, right. Seriously. You like, see, he cuts his knees out from under him. He cuts them under his arms. He like basically cripples the guy in like five seconds. seconds. Not even seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. And he's got the blade to his throat and. 
the armorer stops him right away. And so, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Like, is, is are they supposed to kill each other? Like, is that how it works? Like, do they become a, a tribe of two? They go from three to two now because they have to fight over this dark saber to the death. Um, I would like to know the answer to that one because it seems stupid. To uh, an extent, somebody yeah, I has agree. to die. Yep. Uh, in this scene. And you know what? I, th- I like, if I had to rewrite this scene, I would actually rewrite anything up to then. Uh, actually, it's what happens after the fight. The, that I would change. Okay. I agree. I, I'll like, get to that later. But I, like, it's it's when they have the, the discussion of uh, this is the way thing. Yeah. Um, well, and they get right into it too, right afterwards. Yeah. So, like, the armor asks Paz if he's ever taken his helmet off. He says, no, never. And then, has anybody ever taken your helmet off? No, never. And then she asks, Mando and he just just quiet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, oh shit! Yeah. And yeah. she says, "This is no good." You and then um, Paz says something about him being a. Uh, I can't remember what he says, uh, but he's got to leave. A, herit- a heretic, um, a post, apostate, apostle. No, no, not apostle. You're Apost- you're right. Apostate, apostate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, calls him apostate. And <laughs> that, and, and then she's like, "You're no longer a Mandalore." Yeah, and he's or, like, "You're okay, no longer." Bye. Yeah, you're no longer a Mandalorian. Which I'm like, I don't know if you can. That's harsh. I don't know if you can just throw that out there. That's especially after much. everything that's just happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And he just takes it. He's like, "Okay, bye." Well, and wouldn't they? Yeah, wouldn't they kill him for it? I don't that's know. what. That's what was weird to me. Like. See, this is where I would have rewritten it. This is what I was talking about. Like the ending of the scene, I would have been like, no bitch. I have the dark saber. I just beat him. I am I won the this Mandalorian. From Moff Gideon. <laughs> I am Mandalorian. We're not going anywhere. You're doing what I'm saying now. Take your helmet right? off. <laughs> like, like this is actually his right now to say something like that. Yeah. He is the king. And he's just proved it again. Essentially. Right? So, I mean, he should have been like, no, fuck you. Um, I'm the Mandalorian. I am Mandalore or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this rule is being ixnade now because of you know this and this and this and this and this. I met other Mandalorians. We're the only tribe that doesn't do it, right? Uh, we're the only tribe that doesn't take off our helmets. I took off my helmet. It was amazing, right? <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> um, right? Like you know what I mean though? Like he took off his helmet and like Grogu was you know. He got to finally see who he was, right? And that's probably the most important moment of both of their story together so far is when he takes off his helmet. So, like, he can be like, no, this is the one thing that we've gotten wrong. Like, uh, and I, this is me. I am the king. I have spoken, right? Like, <laughs> I, I can understand him wanting to go and purge himself in the waters of Mandalore to prove that he is a Mandalorian. See, now that you um, mentioned that, and that's what I think is going to happen now. But he needs, he needs to, like, once that's done, he needs to be like, this rule is stupid. We're not doing this anymore. I've yeah. spoken. I agree. But I'm going to follow the rules. And then once I've done it, I'm going to make sure nobody else has to do this because this is dumb. Yeah, you like know, how take do you off keep your, your helmet, helmet on the whole time? Take your helmet off. Right? Yeah. You're allowed to make relationships. They can see your face. Well, how do you, how do you, like, that's the thing. They're, and how they're do I know thing. it's you? How the whole creed of being a Mandalorian, how, like, it could be literally anybody under that helmet. Yeah. So what are they? Not personal experiences, right? Like, are they just Mandalorian? They're just the code and nothing else? Yeah. So that's he, so and the best part is he just picks up the Darksaber. Picks up yep. uh, Grogu's gift and box. Just yep. 
takes off, walks away. Um, I love, I love this next scene because it is easily the funniest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. Mando Man. takes a bus. Yes, <laughs> Mando gets on a bus and flies to Tatooine, <laughs> and yeah. it's hilarious. There's a kid, there's a Rodian kid turned around in his seat looking at Mando. Oh, you like that part? I thought I you were just, talking about the weapons. The weapon when part he has was to funny check too. his weapons. The weapon that part was is hilarious. super funny too. Like, I just love everything about him having to take a fucking Greyhound bus to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great too. You know, he just gets pulled over by that security bot, and it's yeah. like, okay, well, I can speak to my, you can speak to my manager, but you're gonna have to be on the next flight, not this one. And he's like, no, no, let's just get this done. Here's my. Weapons. He's just like he empties out all his weapons, which I think is hilarious, yes. right? And then, and I really thought this was going to be something more, and somebody was going to steal the dark saber. Yeah, like, I did. I actually, thought that too. I really thought there was going to be something more to it. And then they do um, the, like he gets off the <laughs> the bus. Yeah, <laughs> he comes down. He opens up the Flying case, coach. all of his weapons yeah. are there. And I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, that is so funny. After the gravity of the whole last scene where he was just kicked out of being a Mandalorian, yeah. he's got to take a shitty bus to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. Um, he, he ends up going to... Um, oh, what is her name? I always get it messed up. I can Pelly. never get it. <clears throat> I like her. I like her in small doses. I, she's she's a bit much. Yeah, so he goes to Mando heads to Pelimoto's hangar. Pelimoto, yeah. Moto Moto. Moto. Uh, yeah. In Mos Espa, she's she's hunting a womp rat, which has uh, captured a BD droid, and BD is the droid that we saw in. Um, Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. I was wondering, this is actually the BB droid from Fallen it Order. Could, it could very well because it has the same leg problem. Doesn't yeah. it? Like, doesn't that droid have a leg limpy thingy? I think it's after the Womp Rat captures him. So it could be from that, but it could also be, yeah, BD. And she calls him BD, right? So hmm. uh, she gets caught by it. Hilarious. She's getting dragged all over the place. Mando enters, kills it, and she immediately says, that is an entrance. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot of one-liners in this one, for sure. Yeah. A lot of, like, meta, meta, meta lines, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Echoing some fan sentiments, I would, um, I would say. <laughs> they're pretty good though he says that he got her message and that he wants to see the replacement for the razor crest um she shows him a naboo starfighter which mando isn't a huge fan of but pelly sells him on it and then we get a bunch of funny scenes jawas come in she we we find out that she's dated a jawa Oh yeah, she and starts talking hairy. in Jawa. Yeah, and then she ja- starts talking Jawanese or whatever. Yeah. What would you call it? Exactly. Um, Finding then, out like parts and all that kind of stuff and where to find them. Yeah, and then when she says something to Magic Mando about like, yeah, I dated a Jawa, and then the other Jawa says something to her in, in Jawa. She's like, "No, thanks, man. I'm working on myself right now." <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Like it just what he must have said to her is like, "Hey, you want to go for a drink or something like that?" It just made me laugh. Um, but she's got tons of great lines in this. Yeah, but I feel does. like if she was in every episode, I too would, much. She would get on my nerves. I agree. Um, I agree. But this was kind of perfect. This episode, she was fantastic. I really. Um, her. You get a whole build scene where they're fixing up this N uh, one Naboo fighter a montage Man, of sorts. Yeah. It's cool, but like you get a big. A, we see the fighter, and it automatically takes you back to episode one. 
mm-hmm. Anakin flying the fighter around. Um, but then Mando puts his little paws on it and gets his input into how this thing is going to roll. And they, they, they're like carving off the, the yellow from it. Mm-hmm. I like how <laughs> she mentions it. Well, like Mando's like, how did you get this? She's like, you don't want to know. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I do. <laughs> um, but uh, you don't really find out. So whatever. Um, they finish fixing it up. They. Uh, um, um, oh, yeah. Mando asks about the droid manifold after they roll out the N1 into the open area. And she says that she redesigned it for someone, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly a little pod for Grogu. Grogu. Mm-hmm. Mando hops in, tests it out, starts it up. Oh, there was something similar. that I thought was interesting too. Um, when she's describing all the stuff about the ship, I yes. wrote down in my notes here, it says, uh, handmade parts, no droids. <laughs> so I was like, does this, is this an empire putting into effect like automation? Oh, like, maybe. Did they, did they kill working? Like the empire Ooh, like basically like replace no everything with robots right? because the way she says like uh handmade parts no droids made these parts right um for the starfighter so i'm like oh interesting did the empire like like were they really all bad like did they bring in automation and give like you know guaranteed basic income it's like okay we don't know if the robots do the work here's some money maybe whatever maybe you know that's a neat maybe that's away. why every everybody has something to do you know, if they're in one of the if one of they're in the one of the Empire cities, I don't know. But then there's classes, and then there's like outcasts that seem to have to scrounge up <laughs> credits for whatever reason. So who knows? Maybe well, not. we can't get into the politics of the Empire because no, it would get too, so too much. confusing. Yes, <laughs> too much. Um, Mando starts it up. It immediately made me think of the Pod Racers. Mm-hmm. As soon as the like the wheels are turning and everything, that yeah, was, was a cool, cool. scene. Yeah, I liked how they, uh, you know, and he's just saying, oh, we should run a diagnostic. And then what's her name? What's her name again? Pelly Motto. She's like, Pelly. oh, no, I can hear. I can hear it. It's fine. You can, you're good to go, man. Take it up. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. Um, it made her really feel like, okay, this girl's actually a really competent mechanic. Yes. Point. You know, because she's kind of like, you know, she's a little weird, goofy, right? Goofy. She's kind of eccentric. Maybe you would be a worry of describing her, but yes. then, you know, you know, and then, but then you see her pull off the ship with Mando and it's like, okay, she's good. And right? a little she's help from really the droids. Good. Yeah. But you know, everybody gets help from the droids. So exactly. I don't think that could, that should qualify. Um, well, what's nice about the whole scene too, is we get to see R5 again. R5 of course is the droid from episode four, the one that Luke picks or no, that, uh, Uncle Owen picks out mm-hmm. and immediately bad motivator happens mm-hmm. and she somehow ends up with R5. You get to see the uh, the gonk droid. Yep. Which is fun powering up the uh the N1. And then the the little I, I guess mechanic. Yeah, the pod droids? racer, the little pod yeah. racer pit droids. Yeah. <clears throat> the pit droids, yeah. So like that's cool to see. And but yeah, you're right. Like Pelly and Mando. And Mando has mentioned before too, if I'm not, or maybe it was, maybe it was Boba Fett had mentioned that like with the slave one, it was uh, a lot of customization on his part. Mm-hmm. So it's, cool. it's, it's a cool scene to watch. He gets yeah. into it. He's tearing around Tatooine. And then we get to see something that 
we haven't ever seen and we've heard about for a very, very long time, which was really, really cool. He's racing through Beggar's Canyon. And he goes through the pod racer scene too. He goes through the pod racer scene, a little bit of it. And he, uh, as he's racing through Beggar's Canyon, you get to see, um, whatchamacallit, um, a Womp Rat laying there Mm -hmm. and it gets up and he flies past it. So I just thought that was a really cool homage to like, Star Wars as a whole, it was neat. It was to see. there was so much in that little the, space there. Yeah, like, and it wasn't like nothing was said. No, he leaves town. He goes through the whole pod racing race. Yeah, right, like through the, like everything, and you see the old ramp that Sabalba pushed somebody off through the gates. That's still broken. That was Anakin. That was Anakin. Was it Anakin that pushed? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Anakin. Right? Yeah, Anakin yeah. gets pushed through those gates. Those gates are still broken. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, and then he goes through Baker's Canyon and you see the Womp Rat. You're like, oh, wow, fan service. Holy smokes. That but was done in a smart way. And the ship just looked awesome. It did. It too, sounded right? awesome. It, it sounded it was awesome. super fast. It was so cool. Like, it, get, just, it felt a little bit like the pod race did the first time. Not as yes. cool as the pod race the first time. Because when I saw that, I was in a theater with the super loud speakers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so this was in my home with, you know, my shitty, whatever, out of the box. <laughs> you know, out of the box that I bought at the, you know, electronic store speakers, you know, so. Um, but still yeah, very, very cool. It was so cool, though. Like, he just opens it up and he goes through all this parts and I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. That's awesome. And we don't even see, like, the best part about it is so they, he flies into space. He's like, okay, let's see what she can do. And he flies into space and he comes upon said bus that he flew out onto Tatooine on. And as he's flying, he, he kind of catches up to it. And he looks out his window, and there's the little Rodian kid on his way back to wherever he was coming from. Yeah, the guy who reminds Grogu. Kind of, kind of nods, and then boom, disappears. And then he gets pulled over by (laughs) X-wings. Yeah, space cops. (laughs) And it's it's what's his face. That it makes Um, so much sense. That makes so much sense that they would be like, "Hey, you're way too close to this ship. What are you doing here?" (laughs) Right? Like it makes sense, but it's so silly at the same time. And then the the like the one. The one cop, the younger cop, is sitting there going, "Like, uh, we're gonna have to write you up. You don't have this and this and this." And then the other, the other uh, X-wing, I guess, rebel fighting power. What would you like, New Republic fighter? New Republic officer. Yeah, he's like, are, "No, are I don't think Ranger? we need to do that." Are they Rangers? That could be Rangers. Yeah, they could be Rangers, and it would make sense, especially mm-hmm. if if they will eventually release a Ranger show. But yeah. uh, he he's like, it's the same guy from Mandalorian seasons one and two, I think. And yeah. he says, the guy oh, from, we don't need uh, to do that. But you sound familiar. Do you mind if we ask you a few questions on Navarro? And yeah. Mando's just quiet, flicks his switch, and boop, and then just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> the funny, he's like, he didn't even jump. How did that happen? Uh, it's not. He didn't jump at all. That's his, that's his whatever. And uh, we should write Some him up. Some light thrusters or something. Yeah. We should write him up. And he's like, you want to go back to base and, and spend all day writing up newspaper papers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, nah, you're right. I don't want to do that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. So he ends up, uh, Mando ends up pulling back into Pelly's hangar. And she tells him an old friend visited, but that she uh, locked her out of the hangar. Mando asks who it is. And bam, there's Fennec. Oh, it's a, it's a Boba Fett episode. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Start credits. <laughs> yeah, Fen- Fennec asks him if she if he, he's looking for work, and he's like, maybe. She tosses him a bag of coins, 
he goes, Boba Fett needs something. And, and she's like, yeah, we need muscle. And he goes, it's on the house. I just got to go visit a friend. And then boop, end of episode. Yeah. That is a fun episode. It was a great episode. Lots of cool fan so service. Wrong, I love wrong placement in the Star Wars shows, but I agree. Awesome. I, I agree it. with you. Um, this wasn't necessary. You could have just had the very end. And and man, or, you recruit Mando at the beginning of the episode, and then it's just what can Mando do with Boba and Fennec to help out. Well, you know? you know what? You don't even need you don't even need it at the or, beginning or of the he's... episode. You could have just had here's here's what we're doing. Man or Boba Fett is recruiting people. I, I thought they spent two less of time on um Freetown or whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like with um yeah, the spice trade running through there. Yeah, with, I thought uh... they spent way too less time there. They could have easily spent more time in an episode with them again. Yeah. And then and, re- and then recruited that group, though I do understand and, and it makes sense in the long term how they went about with that. But you could have just had Fennec at the very end. That could have been the beginning of the episode. Okay, we've recruited Boba or we've recruited Mando. Here's, he's got to go do something. He's, he's got to go do something. Episode six. Right, like well, he's there for just like, a second, and then, like you'd mentioned, May the Fourth, you drop these two episodes. Here's what Mando was doing during that time. Yeah, and it would have been perfect. Would have been awesome. Extra, um, extra stuff for us to talk about and watch on Star Wars Day. More, um, more Mando, more Grogu come up next episode. We don't need yeah. to get into that because that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait to watch that episode again. Yeah, because like for me. You know, at this point in the book of Boba Fett, like, um, like I didn't really want a story about Boba Fett. Like, I've, he's never been my favorite character, right? Right. And so, you know, it's four episodes in. They've changed my opinion. I want a story about Boba Fett, right? And, <laughs> and then you get the more next Mando. <laughs> fucking episode is not about Boba Fett. Not, right? like, not even in it. It took, it took four episodes for me to finally be like, okay, I like Boba Fett now. Okay, <laughs> I want to know more about Boba Fett. Like, I've finally gotten on the Boba Fett train. And he's not in this fucking episode you in a TV really show called cool? The Book of Boba Fett. Right? And so yeah. I'm like, I love this episode, but it's like, what the fuck is going on, Disney? Like, why? Are you, what are you doing? I just don't get it. My, um, the only so, way that I can think of it is it's, it's obviously this is Dave Filoni and this is John Favreau led. So the only thing that I can think of is there, it's, it's all about expanding the world. Yeah. But you know, they can do that in so many other I know, ways. I know that, but you know, I just that's don't... the only explanation to me. On what I, I, I know you don't have an explanation, and I know I'm not going to like whatever explanation there is, right? <laughs> so I mean, like it just, I, like I re, like I really started to like this gangster story with the book of Boba Fett going on. You know? Yeah, I agree. It was and awesome. I'm like, okay, this is cool. We're going to get seven episodes. We're just at the halfway point now. We've got three episodes of like major buildup now, right? We're going to see lots of uh, villain stuff coming out. We're going to mm-hmm. see lots of, you know. Boba Fett's going to start building a posse. Like he just like if if this episode had just started with Fennec meeting Mando after he's returned from landing that Razor Quest Razor or the the Starfighter, yeah. Um, 
And then we have another 45 minutes of whatever the hell else they want to show for Boba Fett. That would be sweet. I was really looking forward to that. Boba uh, Mando could have been like, yeah, but you know what? I got to go visit a friend. Peace out. See you next episode. He's not in this episode at all anymore. Yep. And then they start flushing out. Okay. What's going on with black or Stan, you know, like what the hell is he doing? How's his new role changed? Like what is like, you know, we, we could see, we could learn more about the mods, even though I don't mm. really like them. Like we don't really get to know very much about them. Right. You know, and what would so- have been a really cool episode that could have taken away from everything that was going on now. Flashback city. Yes, we don't have the 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 back to pod anymore. I guess we do, but we don't. He doesn't need it. But a flashback to when he was younger and you have the actor that was playing young Boba Fett, not the one from episode two, but from this series. Yes. And you have like a kid Boba episode. Yeah, it's about Boba Fett. Yeah, like right? it could have like, been a really cool, very significant kind of thing where we see why Boba Fett is sympathetic as he is yeah the plight of Tatooine yeah it could be like some situation when he's a young boy right and he's showing you know caring for somebody and his father Django is like no kill it or something you know yes and he's like but this is doesn't feel right and blah 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 and Django's like do it or something you know like just do it because it would explain all the stuff about how Boba Fett okay maybe he is a bit of a softy right he's always been a hard ass but that's probably because he was hardened by others it's not who he really is right he's always you know so like this could have been an episode for that instead it's it's completely off off the rails but oh yeah and i'm not saying i didn't like it i love this episode it is awesome and watching it again i loved it even more actually yeah um but it was just so this is weird yeah and in a seven episode series that i didn't want to (laughs) see this episode is all about the mandalorian Next episode is all about the Mandalorian. So this is two sevenths right at the, the end. Mandalorian. At yeah, the right very at the end. end. Right. So you're right. Kind of like I agree. Ah, I wanted more. Like I now I want more. You know, it's like <laughs> I didn't. Maybe want that's the that. I couldn't purpose. care less. But that's the no, whole purpose. They got you. Hook, no, line, and sinker. But now I want more of Boba Fett. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I, I I wanted to see this this war stretched out. But this war is yeah. over already. Like, I don't have anything else I need to see. He's he's established himself as Daimo or whatever, yep. Daimyo, by the end of the Book of Boba Fett, right? That's true. Um, That's true. And so, like, I wanted to see a stretched out, like, crime war, Godfather style. Like, yeah. more, you know, going around uh, drive-by shootings and, you know, spice deals gone bad. And, you know, <laughs> like... All this kind of stuff is what's going on in Tatooine right now, right? And that just all happens in the background while we're watching The Mandalorian. So, yeah, like, we're true. not we're not investing in Boba Fett now. And it took me so long. It like Star Wars took so long to get me to like invest in Boba Fett, and they finally do. And then I'm like, all right, sweet. You know, they played The Mandalorian whistle at the end of the last episode, so I know we're going to see Mando in this episode, right? And then that's all we see is Mando. And I'm just like, ah, come on. I wanted to see Boba Fett now, actually. I wanted to see him. He's back. He's healed. He needs to start kicking ass. I want to see Boba Fett kick ass. I got to see Mando kick ass instead. I, I agree. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Well, let's yeah. see. Let's see if we continue that train of thought coming up next week as we yeah, review episode gonna six. Be, I'm going to say the same thing. Next week. <laughs> so I, I could save us some time. 
but like yeah, next, oh, we'll next episode is absolutely phenomenal as well maybe even more fan servicey than this oh one. big time and and just I love like every part of the story too yeah and i love every part of the storytelling and the, the world building that they do in it but it's not at all about boba fett again so don't say that well it's we're, okay we're we're so far behind the show now <laughs> we're finally going to be live for a show soon so that'll be which will be fine. We won't be able to spoil anything and everything will be live. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to get out of here. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Kiho, K-E-Y-H-O-H. Uh, and I guess that's it. And I Possibly. Don't very often. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. I, I might check it every, you know, several months. <laughs> yeah, you can find myself DSO67. That's on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, uh, pod underscore racers that is also on instagram and on twitter thanks for uh hanging out with us having some fun and matt we'll see you again next week right here on pod racers take oh take, take us out of here stay safe and watch star wars absolutely heels get back soon Boop. Mm. peace out yeah.